Hello, and welcome again to Oscar Mike Radio. I'm your host. My name is Travis. Oscar Mike Radio is part of the Hubazoo Network. You can find out more on hubazoo.com. I want to thank my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, Army National Guard veteran Mark Holmes of Reapers Detailing Power Watching, and my supporters, Semper Savage Salad Dressing, Bottom Gun Coffee, and Quezon Shaving Company, all veteran-owned. All right, I like that. It is, it's the way we roll here. It's the way we roll here. And we are rolling heavy today, folks. So I'm going to tell you up front, if you have tender feelings, if you think <laughs> the world is peers of driven snow, if you're hurt easily, leave now because you might hear some truth. But also, this is like Christmas. This has been 10 years in the making. So without any further ado, I want to introduce Army veteran, First Sergeant Terrence Pop to Oscar Mike Radio. Pop, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. And, it, and it's been 10 years, and we kind of talked before, you know, we started this, where I was going through a very bad time in my life with divorce that a lot of my fellow veterans go through. I saw guys in the Marine Corps, you know, there's that E4 to E7 coming in the bears with a sea bag and Oops, you know what's going on. A duffel bag drag, seen it many times. Duffel bag drag. <laughs> many, many times have I seen that. Well, the thing was, for us, they're coming in there, and then they're all upset, so they take it out on us for the next month and a half while they're going through this. It just, it just, you got a, you got a very, like, different side of love thing going on very early in your young, impressionable life. Yeah, yeah. But, now, and I, when, when it was happening to me, I mean, uh, I was, you know, I'm how should I phrase this? I uh, remained calm and I did my best to not take it out on other people. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't you know, run off at the mouth and stuff when people were talking about certain things, but I never like made anyone do push ups. I never, you know, put paperwork on anyone. Uh, I never went out of my way to fuck with anyone if they didn't deserve it. You know, I mean, that's just, that's the way it goes when you're a senior NCO. You, you can't afford uh, to ruin your uh, reputation in the unit uh, when your body, when your life wobbles a little bit, you know, I mean, because you, you lead from the front and by example, and I always tried to do that. Well, it was just really interesting how, you know, whether they were an E4 or E7 or even some of the officers, the officers kind of like really kept their stuff close to their chest. How that aspect of a, of a, of a wife, you know, taking the guy's kids from the base back home and telling him, you know what, forget you. You're not going to see your kids pop. It just put them on a path to where they changed like overnight. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, you fuck with somebody's kids, man. That's, you know, I, I have no idea why there isn't a barricaded gunman across every divorce court in America every fucking day. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I'm amazed. In fact, when, when my divorce was finalized, uh, I remember walking out the front door of the Macomb County Courthouse, hysterically laughing. And my attorney is standing next to me. He's like, the fuck is so funny and I, I literally looked him in the face i said this is so outrageous i, I just can't believe there's a squad of uh of individuals here just wreaking fucking havoc this is not fair one it's not fair it violates the constitution and three they take away a man's kids millions of times a year uh, based on three words i'm not happy 80 percent I learned the statistic, 80%. People said that that was an exaggeration on your part. I'm like, no, it's actually 80%. Well, and it's even higher for married women who have a college degree. It goes into the 90s. So it's 2012. I'm, I'm really in the, in the valley, man. I'm in the valley, and I got my Kindle out here, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm going to read something to kind of get me going. And, you know, I find this book called The Warrior's Way and the Soldier's Soul. And I don't want to get, go over the entire book. Uh, we could, but, you know, I, I just wanted to say, 
the one passage in there, there was, there was three things that happened to me that kind of got me out of my funk because yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe we're sitting there in the Plymouth courthouse and my lawyers tell me what's going to happen. And I'm like, how is this even equitable? How's it fair? You know, I love my children. I didn't do this. I didn't want this, but I'm dealing with it. I know every single man veteran or not thinks along the same lines when they step into that fucking clusterfuck they call law known as family court oh i'm sorry is it okay if i swear on here for this for this one we gotta get we gotta get savage okay i right. gotta get savage and i told people hey if you're offended easily turn it off and i'm gonna yeah. tell you again turn it off if you're offended easily because you might get offended because I'm not good at turning off grunt speak. I mean, that, that's just how it well, is. That's, that's why we're here. That's why we're yeah. here. But I'm going through all that. And, and then I found out, too, that the fact that I served my country was not an advantage. In no. Court. No, no. I was literally referred to as a murderer and assassin in open fucking court. And I, I went to get the transcripts, and it's not in there because I was going to file a formal complaint against the judge and the attorney and uh i mean that's another that's a whole other side note you're not allowed to bring recording devices in there because they that because they know they're violating everyone's rights and doing fucking horrible shit and they don't want to get called to the carpet with actual evidence it was just strange so the, the first thing is and i, I have what i consider a, a fantastic attorney and, and she has done an amazing job for the last nine years now 10 years with me 10 years and, and i really appreciate that first thing she was like look you've got to get out of this victim mentality i know this sucks i know this sucks and it just is what it is and you're going to make mistakes if we don't get you thinking right because i i i, I was not in a good place and and i guess i'd ask you is you get in this bad place what stops a guy from getting out of it versus staying in there and saying you know what screw it i'm just gonna go nuclear anyway uh well for me um because listen the whole that whole system is evil it destroys love and it destroys hope all right and uh i had a uh, this is a hard story okay so i had a former commander visit me while i was at work working as a uh training sergeant for the foreign force civil affairs now back in the day i was his platoon sergeant when he was the first lieutenant and you know we you know i was like connected to his hip for almost two years right we went to the field we jumped out of planes we did all the fucking crazy shit had to deal with emergencies what have you and i get and i, I didn't see it at the time but he came there to say goodbye to me Okay, and he didn't know this. I didn't know he was what he was going to do, and he didn't know what I was going to do. And I, I know I like really. I'm like this. I was at a very, very dark place, and uh, I was planning to go out to the Holly National Cemetery and blow my head off in my on Class A's. Well, this guy did it four days before I had planned to do it. The only difference is his position where he did it at was far more scenic than mine. And uh, I wound up being the NCOIC for his entire funeral. I saw exactly how much pain was dished out to everyone. It was even worse for his family. And it did a 180 for me. Okay. And quite literally, that officer took the bullet that was meant for me. And I'm like, holy fuck. It, it literally woke me up. And I'm like, this is it. Um, I'm not going out like that. You know, if... Maybe someday I'll go out on my feet or get killed in a fight or something, but I'm not sucking a gun. I'm not doing it. Not, not, not for this worship. And then it, then, you know, then the special operation, you know, Ranger and me woke up and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. If you think I'm going to sit here and be quiet about this, you're out of your goddamn mind. So then I started making videos. I did that suicide video. I don't know if you've seen it called yeah. Purple, Hearts, Purple Hearts Final Beat. That one got national acclaim, but it kind of got shut down by uh, the feminist people in charge. It wasn't as prevalent as it was back then. 
uh, nowadays it probably would have been banned from YouTube and never even viewed. So, I mean, that, that's my story right there. And, uh, right now, and, and just using comedy, telling the truth and refusing to quit. Uh, my number now is up to 469 men who have come forward and said, Hey man, your shit has kept me from fucking killing myself. And, uh, but I don't know. So here's the thing. You know, a lot of people tell me, well, hey, you're a big boy. You're a man. You're a U.S. Marine. You know, don't sit there and whine and complain. You shouldn't be hurt like this. This stuff just happens. And I think uh -huh. that does more damage than, does. than help. Because they want you to shut up. They don't want, they, they know what they're doing is fucked up beyond all recognition. It is foobard. And they, and they want you to shut up so they can keep doing it, period. All right, now, now listen, the stats of marriage are insane. It's a 52% chance your, your first marriage is going to go tits up. Yep. If you decide to do it again, it jumps up to 63 to 67. If you're, one, if you're uber dumb, you do it a third time, you have like an 80% chance. Of, and, and these people don't know the rules, the rule of halves. You lose half your shit on the first one, half your shit on the second one, half your shit on the third one. You're quite literally worth one quarter to one eighth of what you would have been worth if you never got married in the first place. Well, that's the thing I'm, I'm wrestling with now is, is I, I tell young guys, you know, how I feel about this and I use numbers. And then an angry mother or sister calls me up saying, you know, how dare you tell my son or brother that? I'm like, look, it's just numbers, man. That's it's right. Just... Yeah. That's right. Women and feminists deal on, on an emotional plane. Emotions change at a moment's notice. Facts do not. I always bet on, I bet the numbers, man. If you, if you bet against the numbers, you're going to fucking lose. The house always wins. House always wins. It, oh, it always wins. It always wins. And, and the, only could, way, the only way to win is not to play. Well, and then the other thing, too, that I found is, so I used a lot of military stories and Oscar Mike Breeder to tell why some of us don't want to do this. And the one that came to mind first was there was that submariner uh, in from Michigan. Or, yeah, Michigan. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. And people said, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, yeah, oh, it did. Oh, it did. Like, the fucking judge was basically telling the Navy that if he's not here, I'm going to fucking slam fuck him. Yep. All right. That happens all the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Uh, it, it might not be to that degree, but there's lots of times when dudes are on, out in the fucking field or they're deployed and they're just getting slam fucked in court and they're not even there. And they have the Soldier Sailor Act. And it's supposed to protect these guys, but the judges don't read it. So when you come in there, like, wow, the judges literally look at you and go, I didn't know about that. If I'm a criminal and I come into your court and I say, I didn't know the law, the answer is ignorance of the law is no excuse. Therefore, it should fucking apply to you. Period. And they all enjoy this qualified immunity where they violate your constitutional rights, ruin your fucking life, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. All right. And that frustration about this qualified immunity is basically the kindling that's causing all of these riots and horseshit. And it's only going to get worse until we can fix this problem. So if you have judges making, uh, you know, judgments that go against the Constitution or against laws that are on the fucking books, a judge needs to be fucking pack up, go fucking home, take it to Fort Living Room. You are not competent to be here. And guess what? Uh, you can be, we want you to be civilly sued so we can come after your rich 401k, take your half a million dollar house, your cars, and you can fuck off. And, and, and you're, you're getting angry, Travis. You're getting angry, Pop. I'm like, yeah, it's an angry thing. It's an angry thing when I got, you know, veterans tell me, hey, if I don't do this, if I don't get a suit to show up in court, the judge is going to look at me negatively. If I don't have furniture, if I don't get clothes, I'm screwed. Help me. And he's all alone. So yeah. And we, we don't have the money. I put together an online course called administrative violence. All right. All it is, is you're using nothing but administrative techniques 
to use guerrilla guerrilla warfare against these fucking people, including the you know the baby mama, the ex wife, whatever. You quite literally turn these people's lives into a redneck fucking nightmare. You can do it anonymously, and you know you can just and you can do it as many times as you want, and as long as there's no evidence behind no DNA or whatever, you're fine. Uh, now it. What's in the course is not illegal. It's unethical, but you're not an attorney, so fuck it. So I'm trying to put tools in place to help people. And because I'm sick and tired of burying people, I'm sick and tired of driving by guys with signs on the side of the road saying, hey, divorced, nah, no food, no house. I mean, I've seen that hundreds of times. I was homeless myself for about six months, lived out of my fucking car. So I, if it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone. I have a lot of, a lot of empathy and there, you know, you, you get behind on a bill, you get behind on a car payment and bad things start happening. I want to go back to mothers and, and sisters, for example. I yeah. don't understand. I've never understood pop why, um, why more moms and more sisters of these guys getting ran, railroaded aren't angry. I know I they should be. But they're not like, like, like it, you'd think, Hey, I'm watching my baby boy go through this. And I've got 10 other girlfriends whose sons are going through this. This is BS of what their, you know, why wives or baby moms are doing to them. Let's band together for our kids. And it's like, eh, you don't matter. Yeah. Man. There, well, there are some women that, you know, are on the, the men's rights uh, side. I have quite a few that watch my stuff, but unfortunately in the past 12 years, I've watched, I've, I've talked email or on the phone, probably two, two dozen, maybe a couple more women who are just obviously, absolutely devastated because the shit was happening to their son and he killed himself. Those women, I mean, I, I met one, I met one up here yeah. in veteran and her whole attitude changed about the whole thing. And you know, the thing that frustrates her is she can't get other moms to clue in to, to get yeah. the word out there, but it, it, it happens. So, you know, as a man in, in this day and age, what are you supposed to do? Because I get it. Women make up half or over half the population now, and I don't hate women. I think I try to get along with them, but, you know, I, I told somebody, look, I am it terrifies me to think about living with one. Am I like normal? I'm told I'm like abnormal and I'm damaged beyond all repair. Is it me or is it just me being smart now? That's you being smart. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, come on. If, if you have a platoon of guys, you go to do a mission and half of them get fucking whacked because of, of, of no fault of your own, bad intel, whatever. Are you going to be like, like, hey, yeah, tomorrow, the next day, why don't you take the rest of you guys in there? You know, just keep. No, you're not going to fucking do that. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, and it's absolutely crazy. And, and I'm working on a comedy video, like I said before, called Sell Me Marriage. And uh, it's a hard sell for me, man. I know. Well, the thing is, is I'm doing it to try. I'm going to put this video out there. So if, if you have like, a father, brother, uncle, grandfather, whatever. Their younger, you know, male relatives are talking about getting married. They're like, hey, 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 before you get married, why don't you just sit down and watch this comedy video from this guy? Because guess what? When using comedy, I literally am getting in your thinking meat, flipping switches and pushing buttons, and you don't even fucking know it. It's ingenious. Well, that's the thing. You're not up there preaching at me. You're not up there wagging your finger. You're kind of like making me laugh. This is what happened back in 2013, 2012. Like, I'm like, this guy is spitting truth. And I'm kind of like feeling better about myself because it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, mean, why does it work that way? Why does it work that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because a lot of people who get in this dark storm cloud think it's they're all alone and and it never happened to anyone else. And then that. Uh, and then when, when they hear about it, like, oh, wait a minute, this guy's talking, it, it, it's absolutely true. So, I mean, there you go. 
Well, I like the fact that you you kind of bring math and numbers and sources in, and then oh yeah, cross everything it, cross it with comedy. It's like, well, the, the numbers are right there. You can go look them up. It's it's yeah. It's, all of my videos have this have the links, study sources all below them. You can read it for yourself. I've I've had a lot. You know, listen, I go back and forth with uh, the comments and emails all the time. I spend about an hour and a half, two hours a day doing that, and. Uh, you know, and sometimes I'm wrong and I'm like, okay, we're noted, got it, no problem. And then I get a lot of people who are like, well, you just hate women or the trans people. You just want them to die. I'm like, fuck you. I've never, ever said that. I'm just telling people the truth. If you don't like it, that's your problem. Your feelings are not my responsibility. And quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. Boom. It's just that simple, and it's like, okay, I, I'm like, he's on to something because of the level of hate back. Like, no one, no one's attacking the argument. A lot of times, people are attacking you personally, and I'm like, you're not. Oh even, yeah, you're not even listening to what he's saying. It's just because he hurt your feelings, and you're coming after him. Like, that's when I knew that. I'm like, okay, he's on to something here. I'm gonna listen some more, and I don't know about you, but I started getting some hope. Like when you dropped the video, I'm like, okay, I'm going to laugh for this half hour and then get right back in the fight and keep at it because that's the way it worked for me. It was just one little step every day to get out of it. Yep, it is. It is. And listen, uh, if you're in emotional pain, and I write about this in my book, you know, physical pain is one thing, but emotional pain is the fucking worst. Because quite literally, when I when this whole thing started, and if I'd have went to the hospital, the doctor and the doctor's like, "Hey, you know, uh, what would you rather have? Uh, your ha your heart ripped out through your asshole or a broken leg?" I'd have said, "Break my fucking leg," because I know they're gonna put in a cast, maybe a rod, a pin, blah blah blah. I'll be walking in six to eight weeks. I'll be fine. Emotional pain, that shit can last until your next fucking life. It is, it, it, I mean, it is some deep, tragic, horse shit, and it's, there is no easy answer to get through it, but you have to get through it or it'll fucking be the monkey on your back. And it throws a lot of guys into the fucking, into the permanent dirt nap. Well, you know, I, I did write about this in a, in a writing project that came out earlier this year about the fact that, hey, you know, because of what happened... <laughs> I've treated, you know, what, what potentially could have been a perfectly all right woman, you know, there's, I can't say anything bad about her, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to look for a problem. I found a problem. You're out. And that's because I have not, I think I'm working on it now, but for a while I held on to that pain because it felt pretty good too. Well, no, well, you have to be careful. Okay. Are you, are you doing it out of, out of just spite or are you doing it out of reality if you're doing it out of reality i would not be sorry for that the reality on the ground is this at any fucking time she can literally pick up the phone dial 911 make up whatever fucking story she wants you're going downtown and a lot of times you don't get out of that until you you plead to some horse shit okay that's a, that power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely all right. And as long as women have that kind of power, I, if you don't want to live with them, don't, I, I, I don't advise it. All right. Listen, if, if you want, if you want to have a girlfriend or a relationship, that that's fine. All right. Just don't live with them. All right. Don't let them into the, into the inner sanctum. They're not, it's too dangerous. It could fucking kill you or turn you into a slave. No. Well, that's the other thing I'm seeing is a lot of my buddies, my age, I'm 50, are all but just, they're like drones. They're like bee drones or ant drones. And all they do is go out there, bust their asses 12, 14 hours a day to come home, hear how bad they suck, how this other guy's, you know, other girl's husband got her, you know, yep. a, a Mercedes G Wagon, and all she has is an Escalade. Why can't she go on vacation? And it's rinse and repeat. By the time they're 60, they're just like done, man. Yeah. And and they live their life to the following tune. Dunch, 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 dunch. Get up, punch in, work, go home, 
eat dinner, get up the next day. Maybe on Friday you get to pump your wife for seven to eight minutes. And it's fucking in. And listen, the, you know what the happily? You know what's at the end of the happily ever after? after? What is death? <laughs> That's it. That's why guys die early. They're like, ah, oh, I'm fucking out of here. I mean, if you walk around with a yoke me around out. your neck for 40-some-odd years, by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, guess what? I'm punching out of this aircraft. It can fucking burn in. Fuck it. I'm done. But, but here's the thing, and this is this is what really fucks me up, though, is I see, like, my – I remember my grandparents, and, you know, I've read a lot of books about history, and even now, there's some of my buddies who have, like, solid women. I mean, you know, he falls down. She's got the freaking AR right behind him, and she's going to put, you know, hate on target, right? I've got you 100%. And you can see it. Like, their lives improve with that. What happened where, you know, okay, you know, maybe maybe grandpa and grandma didn't get along all the time, but they made it work versus now where, you know what? They change oh. husbands like nail polish. What's what's going on with that? Well, the minute it gets tough, the minute there's any pain, the minute there's any kind of strife, women punch out. I mean, I've literally, uh, uh, in the past 12 years, heard hundreds and hundreds of stories about men who lost their job and then they get you know, served the divorce papers or they get hurt and they get served the divorce papers. So they get sick and they get served with the divorce papers. The same thing happened to me. I came back from Iraq with a TBI and my ex-wife drew a red line through my name, decided to get a forced dick run through her and boom, the rest is history. So is it that women can't be loyal is that what it is? Because there's, I think women and men look at loyalty differently. I really do. Uh, well, in my, my personal opinion, very, very few women are capable of absolute loyalty. It's, but, they, listen, but they demand it out of us, though. It's, and you know what? The, loyalty is like respect. You fucking earn it. It's not a gift that's given. Period. And, and that's your answer. She'd be like, oh, you want me to be loyal? Ah, okay. Uh, well, what happened in your, your, your last relationship? Oh, that's right. You got a quart of throat yogurt pumped into you. Guess what? Fuck off. I just, I just think for, 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 for my life, uh, every now and then, you know, I'm like, you know what? Last year would be a good example. I kind of, you know, a girlfriend would have been nice to have. But then I got to tell you, what happens to me? Is I'm sitting there Sunday afternoon, I'm on the archery range, and I'm like, you know, it's peaceful right now. Yeah, and you don't want to know why? Because women are experts at calendar sabotage. And what I mean is this. You work, you're working for a couple of weeks. You got a three-day weekend, weekend coming up. There's no fucking plans. You're like, all right, I'm going to go buy some steaks and burgers. I'm going to cook them on the grill. I'm going to watch a game. I'm going to do some side projects. I mean, the man has already planned his three days of just fuck off time. Saturday rolls around. Honey, it's time to get up. You got, we got to go help my friend move. Oh, I hate like, that. You're like, what the fuck? I hated that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened to me. Like, I remember, you know, I got woken up like, hey, we're going to see my friend. She's having a little get together. And I roll up there and there's a moving truck. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm moving these people, aren't I? <laughs> Well, yeah, honey, don't you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that men need to get, get up to speed on is uh, the whole blame and shame thing. We've been manipulated, uh, manipulated with blame and shame since the beginning of fucking time. You know, World War One. if people didn't, you know, enlist, they put a white feather on a guy, you know, so he's a fucking coward. I mean, this is ridiculous. And it, it it's starting to come to an end. Because, you know, feminism is one and men and women are equal. And I'm trying to put it out there. I'm like, hey, look, you know, women are fucking, you know, picking fights with men and they're getting trounced. Let it fucking happen. It's not your concern. So before, before we get into the next part of feminism, because it, it, it interests me greatly. I look at feminism as, you know what, they, they, they've wanted all this stuff. 
And one of the cruelest things that's happened to women is they've gotten it. And now yeah. if they have it, it's not, it's not what they thought it was going to be. And it really does something to them. It seems like. Yeah. Well, suicide rates don't for women are, are starting to really skyrocket. Uh, one in four women are in head meds and that, that stats like 13 years old. I would say it's one in three. Now, if I had to do an educated guess, uh, half of women, over, it's a, over half of women, 30, 32 years and younger, have some type of psychological disorder. So, I mean, there, and, and, and oh, here's, here's the great part here. We're starting to see it now. And I, I did a video on this called the spinster bubble. Uh, these women who are like, I don't need a man. I need a man like a fish needs a bicycle. And they start going up in age. And right around 38, some of them start getting that epiphany. Like, oh, wait a minute. Phone's not ringing. You know, I, I don't have a million dollars in the fucking bank. And then uh, right around 45, they're like, holy fuck. I'm going to be working for the rest of my life. And that's where I came up with the saying, 40 to 80 is a long, long fucking fuck. time. <laughs> and, and listen. We and I, I am fully for the, the red pill MGTOW community to do their own thing, and we'll be fine. Men, for the most part, do okay on their own. Women, they start eating cat food and fucking keeping a bazillion cats, and they flip the fuck out. And quite literally, you like when I'm I turned 40, I literally saw probably a half a dozen women that I used to know back in the day who are fucked for the rest of their life. And all I do is laugh at them. It's, it's, it's different for me, you know? Um, and, and the fact is I work with a lot of women. There's a lot of women I know that help veterans out and are stalwart supporters of us. I have, I have five sisters. So I've seen the, the female side very closely. Mm. And I'm like, there has to be, a way we can coexist together as male, female, get that balance back because it's not all bad. But I think for me, man, I just don't want to live with one. That's, I don't where, blame I'm you. That's where I'm drawing the line. No, so, no, I, I got you. Look, you're, you're totally with it. All right. When I went to my marital home okay. and cleaned out all of my shit, put it on a rider truck, I remember walking down the driveway going, this is never going to happen to me again. I will always have a place that I can fall back to that no one can fuck with or touch. Period. That's just the way it is. Well, I mean, pain's a powerful teacher. Pain's a very powerful teacher. I think it speaks to that. It's emotion. the ultimate teacher. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's kind of why I am the way I am when it comes to that. I, I can get along with you at work. I have a female boss. I have no problem with her. Um, I, I've had some great women, you know, help me out with certain things in my life, my attorney being one of them. It, it, it's just, it's weird that I can get along with them in these situations. Yeah. I just don't want one living with me. And, and I'm told I'm, I'm weird, strange, damaged, or afraid. I don't think that's right. Well, because it, well, the thing is, is you, they don't understand. Because it doesn't happen to them. So I, I, I want to then ask about Johnny Depp, because to me, if Johnny Depp's situation had happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, he'd have been screwed. Uh, he would, yeah, he, yeah. Listen, he would have been just as screwed as he is now. Maybe not quite as bad, but uh, and I, 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 I maintains visibility during the whole trial now did i watch every every second of it i i don't have the time for that uh but you know i watch i tune turn on the youtube or bit shoot or brighteon or one of the other you know platforms that doesn't censor and i would watch a lot of the stuff and uh that his ex-wife is she's in my opinion an absolute lying entitled cunt I can't understand normal thinker lied, you know, and why Depp tried to fight it in England is beyond me. He's an American citizen. He should have fought it here to begin with, save some money. Uh, 
but and I, and quite frankly, I I would I want to see her like holding up a sign on the side of the road saying, I, you know, we'll suck dick for money. I'm that I mean, what she did to him was reprehensible. Uh, and I hope he doesn't go back to work for Disney. I literally hope he says, "Fuck you guys, I'm I'm doing my own thing." So they fucking they're already in trouble. I mean, they're like a, a, a lot of they're in debt up to their eyeballs, and they have nothing that's going to pull them out of it. So, and uh, I don't know. I, I would like to see Depp get some retribution on the uh, media outlets that that smeared him, uh, and everyone that you know threw mud at him. I would like to see him get some retribution because let's face it. If a woman makes, makes an accusation, you are convicted in the eyes of the public and that never goes away. Well, that's the thing, right? There's been just multiple, multiple examples of this happening. It's not just a, you know, a, an outlier anymore. And people don't understand that once that happens, you're fucked. Forget getting a job, serving on a nonprofit board you know, being able to go through life easily for the rest of your life. It's a lifelong sentence and nothing seems to happen. I know. I know. And listen, uh, and <clears throat> all right. So when you look at the crime stats, I've done some videos on this and you look at um, false rape allegations and the feminists will say it's not more than 5%. Well, the reason they come up with this stat is because they ignore the one right next to it that says unfounded. And that's a very, very big amount. I don't remember the exact numbers. And that basically is the system saying, we know you lied, but we're really not going to do anything about it. We're going to call it unfounded. But when you mix those two together, the false allegations go up to like, between 30 and 45%. It is devastating. There's dudes in jail, in prison for false allegations. And I'm going to tell you right now, I go to prison for some false allegations. They better never let me out. What? And I'll tell the parole board that. I'm like, you, you don't let me out of here. Just keep me in here for my entire sentence or whatever. But, you know... Well, speaking of false allegations, that brings me to the whole thing of paternity fraud. Oh my God! Well, we got to oh. talk about we got to talk about oh, this yeah. because this I have done shows about guys in the military getting absolutely hammered with paternity fraud. Hey, yes. you owe you owe this woman, you know, a thousand dollars a month, Lance Corporal, half your pay. Ten years later, he finds out that kid wasn't his, mm -hmm. and oh, he missed some payments, so they threw him in jail. Yeah, man, I know. What yeah. is going on with that, man? Well, the way it works here in the United States, most states have like a 24-month time time window. So all she has to do is fool you for two years and a day. You're on the hook for child support for a kid that's not yours for the rest of your fucking life. And quite frankly, that is absolute slave, slavery. That is an indentured servitude like child support. That's fucking slavery. And I have no idea why those men don't go out on their feet I really don't, because I, I, I myself, I don't, I don't think I could, I could do that. I, I literally couldn't do it. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to stand for that. You know, it's one thing if it is your child, got it. You know, I, I paid child support. I just, I think I paid my last child support check, like in July of this year. But I wrote a check every month, so they wouldn't fucking dip into my pay. Just to keep them off my fucking back. All right. But I, I don't think I would have been as nice if I would have found out that, hey, you know, the well, kid's I, not I, yours. I had, I had a Marine buddy find out one wasn't his. And it was really weird going back to moms and sisters. His side of the family was kind of mad at him that he mm -hmm. didn't still take care of this child. Pay Cut for them it. away. Cut them away? Cut them away. If your family isn't on your side... They're not your fucking family. Cut them away. They're nothing but toe jumpers. I'm sorry. Pull your. They can pull the reserve if you know it's not your not your concern. And and that's like people don't understand. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. Now, if your family is on your back, that is great. But most of the time, they're not. And guess 
Yeah, listen, if you're a grown-ass man, you're making your own money, you're doing your own thing, and your family doesn't have your back, cut them away. Just like that. Because I've tried telling guys, it's like, look, that person is not on your side. That's right. Cut them out. Yeah. What? It's a war. Why would you keep a spy in your camp? You, you, you fucking get rid of them. All right. You, 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 you just get them out of your life. You don't need that negative shit in your life. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, are they going to tell on me or they don't have my back. They won't support me. Then why the fuck are you there? So you can eat a Christmas, uh, you know, fruitcake once a year with them and, and have some turkey. Fuck that. Yeah. I would love to have that, but it's not reality in, in today's day and age. Once my mother passes away, it I'm I'm it's only me. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. That's my answer. Some people, you know, might be like, well, that's wrong. And I'm like, okay. You don't have to agree with everything I have to say. I don't want a fucking cult here. But hey, let it go for a few years and then let me know how it worked out for you. Is there any way to improve things? Because one part of me is like, okay. You know, again, no problem working with them. No problem that women have been great for this. But is it is it going to prove? Can it improve? Or is this just the way it's going to be, man? This is until a, until a major reset happens. Well, all right. If like what I'm trying to do with the MGTOW movement is it's basically a grassroots movement. There's no leaders or anything. I'm not. I I don't lead them or I don't speak for them at all. I just talk about it. And, uh, you know, right now the marriage rates are the lowest they have ever been since they started tracking that after the Civil War. Really? I, I knew birth rates were down, but marriage rates are that far down? They are fucking in the toilet. Birth rates are in the fucking toilet. And guess what? Sooner or later, we're going to run out of money because the debt's going to get so big, it's going to implode. There'll be no more big daddy government. And you're going to see that spinster bumble pop. A lot of women are going to be starving. So are a lot of kids that uh, these women have had. And guess what? Sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm going to give you the same answer I'll give a dude. Since feminism is one, handle your shit and shut the fuck up. Boom. It's going to take a major evolutionary event. Then it's going to take a major, like, a, apocalyptic event to make this happen. Yes, it is. I'm seeing it in, uh, you know, I, I I study China a whole lot, and I'm already seeing where the population is just it's drying up. Like they're in major straits right now. And so are a lot of the European countries. We're we're just not having babies anymore. Uh huh. Hey. All right. Are you familiar with, uh, there was an experiment, they've, they've done it several times, and they always get the same result about, you put the mice in the terrarium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you give them all the food and water they need. And by the fifth, sixth, seventh generation, most of the male mice don't even participate in, in anything other than grooming and eating. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And the whole thing fucking turned. And then there's cannibalism. There's murder. I mean, these mice go fucking nuts. The same thing is happening to us. So we, we got to save boys then. Yeah. And, and listen, Boy Scouts, the women decided, oh, we should have girls can go their chair. And what happened with Boy Scouts? They went bankrupt because when they allowed that to happen, then you had all of this, the the confused poles and holes community come in and a lot of pedophiles use that as camouflage. And now, you know, the boy scout was hit with all kinds of this, you know, horrible shit. They're gone. All right. Uh, women are they, like quite literally they've destroyed sports. They've destroyed the military. I mean, everything that they, they want to get involved in, they just fuck it up. Everything. Across the board, it, it they they don't improve shit. I, I got a real laugh out of the Bill Burr special because I agree with him. I talked to women about this about the WNBA and oh yeah, how, how I'm an a hole for not going. I'm like, well, where are the thousands? I said, if, if as many women watched the WNBA as do the Bachelor, you guys would have no problem. 
they'd be rolling it. These women would be, you know, getting picked. But they can't. They can't sell two thousand tickets a game. No. It's more expensive to have the staff show up, turn on the fucking lights for a, a woman basketball game. It, it, it's literally they earn nothing. And, so, so I was yeah. asked one time about this, and I'm like, for some reason, I said, look, I, I watch my sisters. For some reason, you get more than three or four of them in a room, and they have a hard time supporting each other. I said, completely anecdotal. I don't know the psychology behind it, but it seems like they have a hard time working together, whereas guys don't seem to have that hard of a time. Once they establish a leader, we all just get it done. Yeah. It, it, it's it's weird that way, and I think it's a difference that has to be discussed, but I'm like, we're different people. That's the other thing. I mean, I don't think we understand just how different we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, in regard, and this is back to the WNBA thing. All right, so let's just go through the process of what it takes to go to an actual stadium to watch a game. All right, so I have to buy 30 to $70 tickets. That's to sit in the nosebleed seats, drive there, pay for parking, go inside the stadium where I'm going to be completely ass raped for any food or beer. All right. Why would I actually fight traffic, pay all that money, get ass raped for food to sit down and watch players who are subpar? If I'm not a, like if I had a a daughter playing there, of course I would do that. But I don't want to see it. It, I'm not going to pay that kind of money and go through that kind of frustration to watch a woman team that like a high school male team could crush in three seconds. It's not worth it to me. And most people think that way too. Well, most women do. I mean, yeah, well, women just... are not, well, most women are not sports connoisseurs. Uh, there are, I mean, there are some out there, but most you, you go to a tailgating, it's usually all men. That's just the way it works. So you, you've had this thing going, you, you wrote the book. I, I had the book like, you know, hot, hot page on my Kindle, you know, all highlighted with stuff that, that helped me. You started the, the, uh, redonkulous.com channel and, you know, redonkulous channel, you know, lots of comedy there, lots of hate and discontent. Fine. You've adapted real well to YouTube, you know, shifting sands on you. What, what is, what is next for, for you? as things get more and more well, locked down. I'm on the front line. Okay. So I retired from the military, right? In 2018, yep. they medically retired me because I got too many injuries, got wounded too many times. That's the way things go. Got it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to hang out for a few years. Some of my daughters turn 18 and they get out of their lives. And I'm going to just fucking, you know, go deep sea fishing, scuba diving, maybe treasure hunt, look for UFOs and ghosts, whatever. I did not think that, you know, I would have to basically dig a foxhole and be on the front lines in the new information war, culture war we have going on. There are not many people out there who are telling the truth. And uh, I worked in special operations for 22 years. I know all about uh, PSYOPs. I was in the room while they cooked up a lot of the PSYOP plans. I know exactly how it works. We're getting hit with that here in the United States. And we have a huge amount of people in the middle who are oblivious, useful, idiots, sheeple, you call them whatever you want, who fall for this hook, line, and sinker. And uh, we're seeing the the effects of that now with gas prices and energy prices. There's going to be a food shortage coming because uh, I talked to a lot of guys in regards who are in that system. It is going to be a huge clusterfuck. It's going to be bad. And it might actually go dynamic, which I hope it doesn't. <laughs> so, I mean, and another thing that I do, I'm using comedy, logic, and reason to stand in front of death and the evil itself and beat them back with it. So I'm predicting that I will wind up in the crosshairs in the near future because of that, because they, they want to silence me. They want to get rid of me because 
I, I scared the shit out of them. Well, well, that that's what got me thinking. How is it that Andrew Tate gets completely banned, and you've been able to avoid that so far? Because he says things very differently than you do. He, his message is very different, but at the core, there's a lot of similarities, and they completely removed yeah. him. The same thing's going to happen to me. They're going to yeah. do the same thing to me. Now, I don't know. I don't personally know Mr. Tate. Um, I've heard of him. Uh, you know, I too am a former professional fighter, as he is. You know, he hit. He held four world titles. I just fought for a world title and was defeated in the tenth round with the TKO. But you know, I'm familiar with the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try to shut us down, and and uh, quite frankly, uh, that's why. You know, because in my mindset, it, in it, it never turns off. I mean, they literally, the military tore apart thousands of men to find me. And then it sunk into me countless tax dollars and resources in my making. You can't undo that. It never turns off. Everything in my mind is war. So, and, and quite frankly, I am, you know, this is a, unconventional guerrilla war that I'm waging. But I am on virtually every video platform that allows live streaming. You know, to include the super alt tech ones like DLive and Library Odyssey uh, to YouTube. So, I mean, do I plan on going away? No. Um, maybe one day I'll, you know, get to the point where I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna retire. We'll see. Chances are that's probably not going to happen now, but uh, it is what it is. So as we wind this down, one thing that I did want to come back to, because it's, it's easy to look at if you're one of those people in the middle, one of these people watching this right now, maybe horrified, oh my God. But the fact of the matter is you can attest to almost 500 lies that have either reached out to you and confirm that they're alive because of what you've done. What's it like when you get an email message or phone call from somebody saying, hey man, I'm still breathing. I'm still sucking air because I took the time to listen to what you had to say. What's going through your mind when you, when you see that pop? Good. Yeah, listen, um, on D-Day, those guys who came off the boats, they knew they were fucked, all right? But their job was that simply this. Get through the obstacles, clear the obstacles, destroy the enemy, stop the crossfire, and maybe I'll die. But those guys behind me won't. That's how, that's how I roll, man. That's, that's just how it is. You know, do I get all like kumbaya over it? Maybe for a little while. But you know, in the in the heat of battle, you don't have time to crack uh, champagne and you know have a party and celebrate. That doesn't happen till long towards the end, man. So it's and, the next one. Well, how can I help the next one? How can I keep going? It's just the next mission. That's all there. That's all that's left for me, man. I got no home. I got nothing. All I have is the next mission. That's it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Last question. You know. For, for a, a guy, military or civilian or veteran, just a, 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 I don't know, synopsis of what we can do now to improve ourselves and keep ourselves right. All right. Number one, work on yourself. And what I mean by that, dump some weight, get in shape, because that does wonders for your confidence and it helps clear your mind and get your hormones, you know, stabilized not like men have a problem with that like more like women but i'm just saying some dudes they get hit with the fucking uh, the divorce thing it's the equivalent of a physical trauma their testosterone plummets and it causes all kinds of you know depression and sadness problems that's number one number two make a fucking plan to succeed Number three, execute that plan. Even if it's one baby step a day or one baby step a month in your direction, sooner or later, you're going to fucking get there. 
And once you're there, never allow anyone ever to knock you back off the hill that you want. Period. Put barbed wire up, you know, put up sandbag walls in the trench. Fuck them. This is now your fucking place. And listen, what, and, and that is called, you know, success. And once you get there, all those people, those naysayers or all the people who fucking, you know, broke you, they're going to hate your guts because you're living well. It's the ultimate revenge. All I can say is I don't think I was ever suicidal going through my situation. Good. Maybe I was, but I don't think I was. In fact, I know I wasn't, but I certainly, you know, in my own way, did those things in success I'm enjoying now because I took those small actions daily. So I'm not number 470, but I like to think I'm pretty close. Uh, I hear you. And listen, I know there's a lot of guys out there who, uh, <clears throat> that I helped. I don't, maybe I didn't save their life, but I, you know, I kept them from going crazy or um, they watched some of my videos and they're like, oh, wow, well, I could. I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. Wow. I didn't know that. And it, and it literally opens up another path for either success or another attack path to, uh, you know, fight the enemy. Awesome. Cause quite frankly, anything that is killing you is the fucking enemy and it should be treated with all of the rights and benefits that that title conveys. I mean, this nice guy shit's got to go. Can't like, be a nice guy. No, it, the minute you get the divorce papers, she you, she's no longer your love of your life. She's the fucking enemy, and you need to understand that. A lot of guys don't, and I no. get I get a lot of like, don't you want to be friendly with your no. ex? No, I don't. No no, no, no. What what happened? We're way past that. That'll never That's happen right. again. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No. 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 Listen, um, if you are divorced and you still talk to your ex wife, you're out of your fucking mind. Everything should be text, email, hard copy. If it can't be subpoenaed in the court, doesn't fucking happen. That cuts down on a lot of this PPO, personal protection order, horse shit, because very, I, mean, I came close to that. And I remember going in there and talking to the judge, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Everything is print or email, or it doesn't fucking happen. And that's just the way it's been since the whole divorce started. So I don't know what she's fucking saying. She's out of her fucking mind. And fortunately, in that in, in that instance, I got lucky, and the judge is like denied. We're not doing that bullshit. So, but it, it, do, like, it does I like, happen. I like the email text thing and straight to the point. There's no reason to bring up old stuff. Tell me what the deal is. Here's a deal, and That's right. done. That's right. And I'd be like, you know, I would get these these emails from my my ex fucking slewer, and I'd be like. Uh, I only talk about things pertaining to my children, everything else, not in my purview. I don't care. Got to say that. Yeah, I just don't. I, and it was really empowering when I just like, okay, you're going to talk about me. Fine. I don't care. You're going to hate me. I don't care. I just don't that's care. Right. And that's something that you talked about a long time ago. So well, if, I, if you worry constantly about what other people think about you, you're their fucking slave. Yes. Fuck them. Most of the people are naysayers. You know how many how many times I've heard, oh, you can't do it. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. You don't have enough endurance. You're too small. You don't you're not smart enough. I've heard that thousands of fucking times in my life. Thousands. And I'm like, and guess what? A little bit down the road. I was stepping over their crushed and broken bodies, moving on to my fucking objective. Fuck them. Is it, is it worth trying to save somebody who hears that naysayer and just says, okay, you're right. I'm just going to quit. Can you drag him out of his hole or is it just. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um, quitting is basically um, the seeds of regret. Okay, and like, listen, it's one thing to fail. All right, listen, I failed lots of stuff in my life. I gave it 110%, didn't work out. 
I walked away with no regrets because I did the best I could. But if you'd say, ah, fuck it, I fucked that, I'm quitting. Guess what? You just poked a hole in, in the dirt in your mind, planted a seed. It's going to grow into a huge fucking nut roll 10, 20 years later. Because that which it weighs an ounce today weighs a ton tomorrow. So my advice to everyone out there, if you're going to quit, the only thing you should quit is quitting. But that's right. Uh, I, I just, there's been other things in my life where I didn't quit and I wasn't good at it. Wasn't the fastest, wasn't the strongest, but I didn't quit. And, and two years later, I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And it's nice to be here. And it's, it's also a lot of guys tell me, well, I didn't quit. And now my family and friends don't like me. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Listen, you are. Okay. In reality, this is the way it works. Life is not a popularity contest. Okay. This isn't the, it's not the high school cafeteria. All right. Life wants nothing more than to chew you up and spit you into your dirt nap. And it is your job to resist that as long as you fucking can. Because nothing's free. Never has been. Never will be. This isn't Star Trek. Food doesn't appear in a fucking box. We, uh, listen, it, it it is insane. I just cannot believe how out of touch everyone has become you know, in the past 20 years, it, it is comedy fucking gold, comedy gold. I can write, I can write jokes and stories about this for the rest of my life. It's insane. Well, just, just on the military side of things, just on the, you know, whole, you know, it's getting worse, not better. That's, that's the part that scares me. Oh uh, yeah, it is getting worse. It is. And guess what? When people can't eat, heat their houses, get clean water it's going to go dynamic and and i'm not threatening anyone i'm just saying historically speaking that is what always happens and if you want to look into the future you you look into the past and say well during this problem here what happened that's what's going to happen in the future well we can go back to covid19 and toilet paper and I don't know about where you live, but where I live, people were throwing hands in Target and Walmart because they couldn't get Charmin triply. Yeah, I know. I over, know. To and over toilet paper. And I'm like, we're, we're not even to water or rice yet. Nope. Yeah, it's going to. And listen, um, when I saw the news media about the bullshit China that was taking place, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, this is going to get bad. Did some research, found the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine uh, angle before it was even in the news, got on the phone, had it delivered to my house via the Greenberry Express. I had oxygen uh, tanks, oxygen uh, concentration. Literally, by the time it started getting stupid here, I literally had my own, my own aid station just in case, you know, anyone in my, my family or friends got to fucking coof and was, was getting sick. And listen, I had to sneak the ivermectin into people in the hospital so they didn't fucking die. I mean, it, it's insane. But my thing is this. If you're a military-minded individual, just look, try to look at the intel over the horizon and make predictions so it doesn't happen to you. Because by, time, by the time the whole toilet paper thing was uh, uh, you know, going crazy, I already had like a year and a half supply. So... Nice. I actually had to give some to my mother because she didn't. I told her about it. She didn't believe me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like all these other predictions I made, I was wrong. And now I'm making another one. You're saying I'm wrong again. Good luck with that. All right, son. You're right again. Damn. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get it. Well, I am with, because I get it, with Terrence Pop, Army veteran, retired, uh, special, Green Brain Special Forces, right? Uh, I was an infantry soldier, airborne paratrooper, airborne ranger, and a Green Beret. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, across three wars. That's even hard to, 
I, I, I don't know. I talked to a couple of World War II vets and they served for three, four years and then they were out. They came home and got their job. I can't imagine going from WW2 to Vietnam. That's just would be hard mm-hmm. to uh, frame my mind. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me. It, again, this has been like 10 years in the making. And, you know, the young guys, I didn't listen. I had staff and COs in the Marine Corps kind of give me the same lessons you were given on the YouTube videos. And I just thought they don't know what to talk about. Love conquers all. And uh, love, didn't, yeah. love didn't conquer all. So I'm hoping that some guy out there takes this and runs with this. So I want to appreciate you coming on. If we can save just one, yeah, it's all worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just say here in Oscar Mike Radio, we are Mission in Flight. I'm with Terrence Pop. I'll have the links to all his stuff in the Oscar Mike Radio show post. Thank you, Pop, for coming on. We'll talk again soon. Uh, anytime you want, bro.